Ever quit a job? Ever redefine yourself within one? Ever started something in one big or failed? Quit is a call-in show hopefully helping people sort out their lives, reevaluate their options, kick their crummy corporate stooge jobs to the curb, and start something awesome. I'm Dan Benjamin. It's time to quit. It's going to be a really good show today, I think. I'm really excited. Because we have in the studio here, of course, Heidi Cook. Hello. She's back. I'm back. Let her back in the room this week. Yeah, no more, I'm alive. No more punishment. <laughs> punishment is ended. <laughs> also joining us today for the very first time on any 5x5 show, I think. On any podcast ever. This is Danielle Moser. Did I say it correctly? You I should. Did. I should know how to pronounce my employees' names. That's okay. You don't have to write it on a check. That's right. That's all you care <laughs> Big about is check. it. Get signed. Yes. Hello, world. Welcome to the show. Danielle has been, this is the end of your first week. It is. It has been quite a week. And we met uh, at South by Southwest. <laughs> you were, we were outside of some party. We were outside of the North Door. The mm-hmm. North, the North the Door. North. Oh. The North Door. You kept saying the North Star. Right. Or That's something we used to say in sixth grade. Because <laughs> we had um, my teacher, Mr. Monshine, had a strange way of talking. He was somewhat affected. Mm-hmm. And he would talk about astronomy or something. He would say, the North Star. <laughs> so we went to the North Door. This is, this is the show now. Good. And, uh, and so we, uh, we met outside. And it turned That's out good. that you were, you were there with your longtime boyfriend who I had met before at a dribble meetup. Yes. You want to say his name? Uh, boyfriend Brian Butler. Brian Butler. At what Brian on Twitter? And he, okay. And he, uh, and you were there and I said hi and he introduced me to you and there was some, somebody else there who's a super fan. He's he about to move to China. Should he we shout, shout, shout out? For shout him? out to Tyler. Hey, Tyler. Hi, Tyler. Tyler, Tyler Durden. <laughs> and uh, so he was, he was there. Yes. And we talked to them and then uh, you and I were, uh, were talking a little bit and I was saying, well, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Uh, and what did you say? I said, I said, I just, I just work retail at the moment. And I, you kind of rolled your eyes and sighed. I did. Oh, well, you I know, most, retail. I know because, well, you meet someone like, like Dan Benjamin mm-hmm. and you know, you, you don't want to sound so not impressive. You know, I was, I, I opened with, well, I'm studying some coding. I'm teaching myself to code to sound slightly more impressive. And, and, <laughs> and then uh, what do you do? Well, I just work retail. I said, are you, are you happy in your job? Because as you know, Caitlin... Yes. My other associate producer is leaving. She's moving to, of, of all places, Ann Arbor, Michigan. I, I, listened, I listened for her groan yeah. just now. Of all places you could move. So she, we, I knew that going in. You know, when I hired her, mm-hmm. I knew she told me the first thing she said when I was talking to her. Um, she was an intern at another company where, where I met her. And I said, you, you want to work for me. You don't want to work here. And she said, that's true, but I'm, I'm moving. And I said, you know what, I'll take you as long as I can get you because you're great, you know. And she said, okay. But I knew all along she was out. So I was, you know, and then like within the, and then you showed up at the exact time when I was like, okay, really got to get serious about getting someone. Danielle walks in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Luckiest girl in the world. Luckiest girl. And then I said, uh, I said, you know, do you like what you're doing? You said, no. I said, and you told me about your degree. You told me about what you'd like to do. And I said, do you see where I'm going with this? And you said, no, I have no idea what you're about to do. I was, I was very not sober. Yeah, you were, the <laughs> eyes were bloodshot and everything. And so, uh, so I said, listen, you know, if you want, we can do an interview and we'll talk. And, mm-hmm. and you were great. You seemed great. And you've been here a week and you've been doing mm-hmm. great. So welcome aboard. Thank you. Thank you. Very and we'll, we'll talk to you about your job and the other jobs you've had and why you quit. Right. And, um, and, uh, and, and then we'll do a show. Well, we've got a lot of callers. 
We do. Already sitting here. And, uh, you know, last week's show, I've, I've had so much positive feedback from people about it. And I just want to say thanks very much. Uh, it really was a, a great show. And I definitely want to do more where I pay more attention to spending time on the show, reading the emails. emails. And I'm, I'm going to try and make a segment out of that to do that a bit more regularly. And, of course, we'll always take the calls. And right now, we've got stacked up calls. Stacked. And I really, oh. really want to get to these. So, Danielle, I'm not going to forget about you. No worries. And uh, but we'll do the calls and we'll jump right in and, and, and do those because one one poor person there were there was three or four calls on before uh, before the show even started before I tweeted about it they were just sitting there on hold ready to go mm-hmm. that's that's the kind of listener I want mm-hmm. if that's not the kind of listener you are you can turn the show off why you know turn it off if you're not that dedicated I would rather have three listeners who just call in ten minutes before the show starts than you know that's not true. <laughs> All right, so this is, uh, let's just, we'll jump right in. Why not? Chris in L.A. Chris in Hello. L.A. Hey, Chris. Hello. Hi, Chris. Hello, this is Chris. Hi, how are you? Oh, can you not hear us? Oh, Dan, uh, yes. I'm, I'm pissed to tell. Why? What's going on with you? What's wrong can, with you? Can you hear me okay? Yes. Great, I'll tell you why. Uh, this morning... I had my uh, bonus check uh, taken away from me 100%. This is about a $600 cash value uh, for uh, the perceived um, non-response. I actually wrote it down. My manager served me with a written warning and a bonus deduction for being insubordinate and uncooperative. Um, Some other managers and supervisors in the company complained that I wasn't responding to their calls and wishes uh, promptly enough. Now, every day I move my inbox, my email inbox down to zero and uh, process everything with a getting things done kind of attitude. I got the book, David Allen, and every day, at least three times a day, I go through all of my voicemail, voice messages, and respond to those as well. And I, I got slapped. I got I got $600 taken away from me because someone got their feelings hurt because I was working on an important project with a sponsor, a deadline, a budget, um, solving our number one supposedly need safety in the company, and, and, and putting a lot of focus, time, and energy in that, and because I delayed some, still still resolved these issues the same day, but because I delayed some on some people's calls, they got their feelings hurt, and I got $600 taken away from me. Now, uh, I'm so angry. I can tell you're angry. So you angry. Like you're I, I hear you shaking. Right <laughs> uh, I, I, need, I need some help because uh, um, I'm, I've been with this company for six years. Uh, I'm still... Uh, at an entry-level position, even though I know I'm, I'm overqualified for a promotion, absolutely. And for a period of time, for whole quarters, I've, I've met all the requirements of the next level up, and nothing happened. Okay, hang on, hang but on a second. Start, hang on, hang on, hang on, Chris. Yeah. Can you tell me what line of work or what industry you're in? We manufacture machine tools in Southern California at okay. a factory. Okay. And what, I'm a manufacturing engineer for the company. A manufacturing what? Manufacturing engineer. Engineer, okay. So, are you on a team yeah. with other people, or are you by yourself as a manufacturing engineer? Uh, our department has about twenty people in it, and uh, the building on the on the campus here. I'm on a team of six people. Okay, so are these six people your peers, or are they direct reports, or or how does it work? Uh, five peers, one uh, unofficial supervisor. All right, and the people who were trying to get in contact with you that said you didn't respond to them promptly. Those people, are they your superiors or 
they they are the uh, production management staff. So they're the people on the front lines building the stuff. Uh, I work as a you know department that supports them by giving them the tools and instructions and processes that they need. Okay, and so you're saying, let me just make sure I understand this. You were working on your job. You were doing things that are part of your job. These guys tried to get in touch with you, and you didn't get back to them promptly or as promptly as they would have liked. That's right. One day I had an open enrollment meeting. Another time I I accidentally left my phone in in my jacket pocket in my truck because it was hot during lunch, and, and I didn't have it with me. But I still got back to them and responded to them within a couple hours. What's the response time supposed to be like? A couple hours, an hour, that's a day? What I, that's what I that's what I asked during the hour long meeting I had with, with my boss and supervisor in a closed office this morning with the, the bonus deduction paperwork sitting between us. I said, What is a reasonable response time? I asked. I asked, is it twenty four hours? Is it half an hour? I couldn't get a straight answer. I really tried. I asked that specific question. Hmm. And I told them about my uh, processing the inbox down to zero and the voice messages are always, there's never a red light on my phone. Almost never. I process it right away. I'm so pissed. I think you're angrier than I am. <sighs> I'm really angry. Okay. So, so I, here, let me, I, uh, I need to get out, but I don't want to do it. I need your help. I need to, I need to do this wisely, not emotionally. So you're quitting over this. That's you've already decided you're quitting over this. Oh yeah, yeah. I've got I've got student loan debt, um, but it's paid out until 2015. Uh-huh. Um, my wife works and could probably cover our rent. So you're, um, let me just let me uh, just double check. Let me hang on, Chris. Let me just double check something here. You're absolutely flat. See, I woke up, Patty. Something happened. I know. I know. I came out of that stupor I was in. Okay, let me just make sure. You you are absolutely 100 percent positive. You're positive, Chris. That you did nothing wrong. You did what your job was defined uh, as. Right? I mean, you know, David Allen, there's a big difference between 99% and 100%. I'm 100% positive. Okay. okay. You've read the book. So, can, and and so you went in to get your uh, bonus. And your boss, your boss said, I just want to, I'm sorry, I'm just taking me a minute to get all this. You went, your boss said, uh, Chris, I've had reports from multiple other people who are technically the people you're supposed to be working to provide support for. And these people, I guess, too, said that you did not respond to them within a, a, a certain time frame. And, uh, and, and, and you said to him, what, I sh- I, actually, I did. They're wrong. Right? Correct. You said that. And what did they yeah. say? He, he uh, just wasn't respond- receptive to that. Uh, I, I explained that the outcomes of, of what the requests were were all carried out. I could give you a quick example. No, I don't, I don't, I don't think that matters. I think what matters is the, sure. the response is that he did say, I'm saying he, it could be a she, right? The person, your boss did not give you, did not give your side of the story adequate respect, just kind of brushed you aside and said, it doesn't matter what you think no, or he, what you say. Right. He told me uh, that my part of my job is customer service. And I need to uh, figure out how to serve, serve my customers better. I said, I understand customer service. I worked in grocery for eight years. What is our customer service policy in our department? Where is that written? Where is that trained? I, I had no idea. Uh, I, um, it, it was it was ludicrous. <laughs> You're getting upset. 
hey, you know where I am? I'm in that same office now. It's the empty office, and it's quiet in here. Um, I'm actually at work, and it's the same desk that Mickey had to talk with me about. I'm just so angry. All right, listen. I, first of all, first I, of all, Chris, 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 the first yeah. thing I want you to do yeah. is calm the hell down. Any decision that you make while you're upset will be a bad decision. I'm not saying don't quit. I'm not saying you're not 100% right to feel the way you're feeling. I, I, I think you probably are. But calm down. That's the number one thing you want to do. Calm down. You don't want to get angry. You don't want to, because anything that you do in this state of mind that you're in right now, you're going to, I don't care what it is, you're going to regret it later. Okay. You, you are going. You're calling yourself. <laughs> no, you won't. No, this is the one thing you did right. Oh, good, good. Uh, yeah, no, calling the show is good and, and talking about how you feel is good, but you don't want to do anything else yet. I'm not, I don't think you should storm out of there and quit. I'm not, I'm not positive. First of all, do you like the job? Do you like your job? I love my job. It is the perfect fit for my skill set. I love the industry. I even love the company. Um, I believe in our product wholeheartedly. I'm excited about it. And, and the projects that, that really lighten me up here, I've got a ton of them that I would love to just focus on and work on. It's, it's okay. very frustrating. It, and I can totally understand it, and you feel that you've been wronged. I'm not saying you haven't been wronged. It's, it, this is a complicated situation because on the one hand, you like your job. And on the other hand, now you, you're sitting there thinking, man, these other people, they're, they're screaming over. First of all, you, you, can't, you can't let them win. Okay, so that's number one. If you like this job, you may not love all the management, but if you like the job, you can't let them win by saying, oh, that, you know, some people said some things about me that weren't accurate. And it sucks that your boss uh, isn't, isn't really listening to what you have to say. So let me ask you this. And again, don't do anything today. You're going to go home. You're going to think about it over the weekend. And you're going to figure it out over the weekend. Okay, don't do anything today. The second thing is, it, is there a chain of command enough so that if you go to back to your boss on Monday and say, listen, I wanted to talk to you about what happened on Friday. Whereas if your boss says, I've got nothing else to say, Chris, sorry. I said everything I needed to say. Or something along those lines, right? If, is there a person you can take it up with outside of him? Is there an HR department? Is there his boss that you could go and talk to? Is there anybody else that you could talk to to get to the bottom of this. Because you don't need to walk away from a job that you loved just because something like this happened. This could be way more complicated behind the scenes than, than anybody here knows. There, There is, but it's a little campy. Um, it's about a thousand-person company, and, and my boss has been with it for 19 out of the 23 years of its existence. And uh, I, I don't really feel like I have a great ally in, in HR or elsewhere uh, that, that I could go to. Okay. Some of the people in the chat room are asking some questions. I'll, I'll ask a couple of them. Um, first of all, how old are you? 33. Okay. And you've been with the company how long? Six years. I just don't think you walk away from something like that. Does, you, does your boss have it out for you, do you think? Have you been, tell me the truth, Chris. Have you been screwing up a lot? No. Are you sure? Have you been, could you have been screwing up and you just didn't know it? Is it possible? I'll allow that it's, it's possible. Uh, my responsibilities are, are getting taken care of. 
I'm but is, working on is that an, is that enough? Was, is it enough? You know, it, it, it's a matter of having a, a hundred projects and uh, picking one that I thought was a good candidate to be the, the the one project that was most important to finish it. Yeah. And and as far as the customer service thing, these these guys, I, I thought that twenty four hours was a reasonable turnaround time for a phone call or an email. Are these policies written somewhere? Can you go and verify that there's a specific turnaround time within which you have to respond to resolve an issue? They are not written. They're not written anywhere. Have they ever been told to you? Yes. Okay. So the, what were they, what was told to you? And was it told to you by the, by the that, same that boss? I, I should be able to respond to a, a voice message within half an hour. Was this told to you during this last phone conversation or sometime in the last six years you've been working there? This was told to me during a uh, face-to-face conversation. When? Before this incident uh, or after? I- Last week. Prior to this incident? Uh, I'm having trouble hearing. Uh, Could you repeat? I was saying prior to this last incident. Is that when you were told prior to when this whole thing happened? Uh, Nothing before, really. Because here's what I'm thinking. Is that maybe there's been a problem or perceived problem with your response time. I'm not saying this is true. I'm just saying this is a perception. And then you were, it sounds like maybe you were called in and they were said, they told you, hey, Chris, you need to respond within 30 minutes. And then that didn't, maybe that didn't happen. And they were like, okay, we told you you needed to respond in 30 minutes. And now you haven't responded in 30 minutes. And we've warned you once. And now we're, we're docking your salary or we're, we're cutting your, your bonus off. But the thing was, I responded immediately. There was no 30 minutes. Mm. It was immediate as soon as I knew I acted. I feel, I feel for you, man. I mean, I think that, that all of these things should be written down. If they're going to have you, re- if they're going to require you to do something in a certain time, the right way to do it in a thousand person, it's different if it's five people in the company. But if there's a thousand people in the company, then they've got to they've got to write this stuff down. If you're doing support, you need to respond within 30 minutes. Failure to do so will result in some form of disciplinary action. Failure to do so three times in a row will result in the, you can't just make stuff up. So that's one thing. Now you're mm-hmm. not going you're probably not going to get them to change that. But if you mm-hmm. love if you love your job and you love what you're doing, the only thing that you can do is first of all, you don't give up. You don't walk away from something that you love to do. You've got to try really 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 hard to fix this. And only after you've tried really, really, really hard to fix this and you can't, only then do, you, do I think you should walk away from something. If you've had six years of misery and six years of them not listening to you, six years of things happening, who knows what's going on behind the scenes? Maybe they're trying to get you to quit for some reason. Maybe they want you to quit. Have you thought about that? Maybe they listen to that. I don't know. Maybe they want you to quit and they figure if they do this, they know you. They know you're going to be so upset. You're going to be pacing around. You're going to freak out for a while and then you're going to turn in your resignation and then they don't have to pay you any severance. I'm not, I'm not, I'm just saying. I learned learned from you, man. I learned from you. Don't, don't do it. Uh, Don't do it the wrong way. Remember that that one story you bring up all the time of not getting your compensation afterwards. (laughs) That's a good story. I mean, yeah, you listen to it. Yeah. Don't, so don't do that. I mean, I just really think you owe it to yourself. Since you and I got to let you go in a minute, but I think you owe it to yourself to go in, have a conversation with your boss, and just say, "Listen, I cooled down. 
thought about this a lot over the weekend. I talked to one of my friends uh, on the radio about it. And I would, I would like to, I would like to have another conversation with you about this and find out what's going on here and how I can improve and, and what the situation is. And I would also like to tell you that I don't think it's fair uh, in any way, shape or form to garnish my bonus. I'm not even sure if it's legal, Chris. I don't know if it is. Uh, maybe it is because it's a bonus. I don't know. Maybe we could have one of the lawyers who are listening to tell, come in, call in and tell me. But if that's, if it's an, I know that garnishing, holding someone's wages is illegal. I don't know about telling him you're not getting a bonus that you were expecting if that's legal. I don't know. But you need to sit down with him again uh, to, as two adults and say, I don't think that this is fair. I don't feel like I was given any warning about this. And I, and, and you know what else you can do? You can go to the people who reported you and sit down with them and have a conversation with them because they're your peers, right? Yes. So go yes. to them and, and say, listen, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm very upset that you, you have a perception that I wasn't doing my job correctly because I take a great deal of pride in my job. I don't want to make that mistake again. Can you tell me more about what happened and can, can we have a conversation? Now, I think it's a crappy thing that those people didn't go to you first because that's the chain of command. That goes, goes to you. If you have a problem with somebody, you go to that person. You don't go to their boss. Hell yeah. You go to the person and you say, hey, man, listen, I needed your help. Where were you? Listen, if you, if you do that kind of Hell thing yeah. again, when I need your help, I'm going to have to talk to your boss about it, dude. Let's straighten this out now. That's what you do. You keep it at that I'm level. Nice, Thank you, man. So listen, this is what I want you to do. Go talk to your boss first. And then talk to the other people and figure out what's going on and then call me back next Friday, okay? Don't do anything crazy. Don't walk out. Don't storm out of there. All right? Thank you for your help. I, I will follow through with that commitment. All right. We'll I'll talk to you next week. Bye, Dan. Bye. What a situation. Yeah. Is that like your old job? No. No. <laughs> no. They were very nice to me at my old job. Yeah. I just, retail wasn't my, wasn't my game. Wasn't yeah. my gig. So... Yeah, that's rough. That's, that's a new one here mm -hmm. on this show. Mm -hmm. That is. I think. I feel like that's the angriest person or most upset. Besides, besides me. Besides you. Yeah, you're probably right. Oh, he was livid at the beginning of that call. Did you hear that? You got to mm -hmm. calm it down. He had to calm down, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Big, long, deep breath. He had to calm down. You can't let... He's going to make a mistake. Right. If he's cool and calm and he's thought about it and he goes in there with a game plan and he says, listen, I, wanna, I don't believe this is fair. Let's talk about this. And he still gets the same kind of thing and he talks to the other people and gets the same kind of – talk to everybody. That's what I would do. Talk to every single person you can talk to. In there. So mm -hmm. I love this place, man. I've devoted six years of my life to this place. This is outrageous. Mm -hmm. This is un unacceptable. You do that and you have a calm conversation about it. You talk about it like rational adults and you say, listen, I, I've got to be honest with you. Uh, this, this, is, this is a line for me. We've got to do something about this. And if they're like, hey, you don't like it, you can leave. Well, then that's probably the wrong place for you to work. I don't know. It's, it's, that sucks. Mark in Detroit. Mark. Hello? Hi, Mark. Hello? Hi, Mark. Hi, how you doing, Dan? I'm doing good. Can you hear me all right? Good, good. What's your situation? What's going on with you? You called, you emailed me, you emailed me from Detroit 
and you said, I'm in Detroit. What do I do? Help. No, no. no okay. Detroit's actually great. Uh, but uh, I was the hollow shell of a man. And you said, you know, I don't have enough information. you got to call in. Oh, right. So I'm calling in, hopefully, to get some more uh, of your special brand of enlightenment. Right. So can I read your, uh, can I read your email? Yeah. And you wanted me to call you Chauncey. Is that <laughs> You know, it seemed like a good name. Uh, that or Guillermo, something, right. uh, something uh, exotic. So you say, thanks for 5 by 5 Back to Work. Been listening to Back to Work and Quit since the first episodes. They've been such a great source of comfort and inspiration. Here's a topic that I don't think Quit has touched on yet, although Back to Work has, and that is, what if the problem is you? Not you, you, but you, me, you. Here's what I mean. And then you go on to talk about how you were a corporate stooge. You worked in a cube. And finally, you quit, and you joined a smaller company that was a hip, creative company. Is this you? Yeah, that's me. Okay, continue then. To I'll let you take it from here. Uh, and I found myself even more uh, disgruntled than before. When I joined this company, it was uh, a time the company was going through a tremendous amount of change. There was a lot of personnel change, a location change, and uh, I never really felt like I have got my sea legs underneath me. Uh, that was really stressful. This all happened at the same time that we had our second child. So that was really stressful, as you know. And, um, but I've just never really, I, I'm always I'm continually surprised that I find myself stewing, you know. And you know how you, when you're just kind of in a state of stewing, it, it's hard to get things done. I found myself just staring at the screen, churning things in my head rather than coming up with great ideas. And then that stresses me out because I'm like, oh, man, you're going to get sacked. You better, you better step it up. You better quit, uh, quit all this nonsense. So um, I'm trying to figure that out. So here's what you wrote in the email. Two years later, I've reached a new level of disgruntled. I'm a hollow shell of a man. I yell at my kids. My marriage is disintegrating. Nothing has any luster. But I got exactly what I wanted, right? What if the problem is me? So what do you mean by that? That sounds terrible. It terrible. Is terrible. It's really, really awful. I'm telling you, man. Um, and I just kind of find myself going, ah, just keep marching. The only way I was through, right? Just keep marching. But I'm like, you know, you, you got what you wanted. So the problem's got to be you, right? I mean, I get to work on more creative things. The schedule's more flexible. The company is really has a great culture. They, they try to uh, protect that. And um, so what, are, so you, like, what right. are you so unhappy about? What doesn't feel right? Um, I'm constantly worried that I'm not doing enough or I'm not good enough or I'm not going to, uh, that I have no future or that I'm not doing things that are going to set me up for success in the future. It kind of weighs on me. This doesn't sound like there's an actual tangible thing that's wrong as much as you just have what's called generalized anxiety disorder. I mean, I'm not di diagnosing you uh, because I'm not qualified no. to do that, but I've, I'm diagnosing you based on the way I used to feel. I mean, it seems like you're right. just I've feeling... i you talk about that. Yeah. So, I mean, what changed, what changed for you that lessened that or has it? I mean, you must be under a tremendous amount of... You, you do a must-do, a ton, ton, ton of work uh, keeping the 5 by 5 thing running. Um, but are you fulfilled or do you find yourself... I mean, you talk about that feeling of... Hey, I could wake up tomorrow and this could all be gone. Definitely. And that's a really, it's a very real feeling to me too. Yeah. I mean, I, that's very real. It's, I'm very fulfilled by what I do. I get to talk to cool people. I get to, to, 
to do what I love to do the most in the whole world, really, as far as a career goes. So I'm, I'm real happy about that. But that doesn't change the fact that like every single day, you know, you have fear that uh, it's the last day you're going to get to do it. But that doesn't make me want to quit. That makes me want to do it, do a better job. That makes me want to okay. do the best job that I could do. So in a way, it's kind of, for me, it's, it's an energizing. It's a force of, of, uh, of energy for me. It's something that inspires me to – you remember uh, in, in that old uh, movie Red Dawn? Remember that movie Red Dawn? How yeah. old are you? Sure. How old are you? Uh, Forty-three. Okay, so we're um, you know, you're much, much, much. And you know, older they than came me, out with a remake of that. I don't. Recently. I do not acknowledge <laughs> okay. that they came out with a remake of Red Dawn. Uh, and if yeah, you're, if but you, I was, I was delighted that it was a, a talkie, and uh, I love the talkies. Right, it was uh, a yeah, talkie. The Red Dawn is great. It had color, and yeah, you oh, know, tremendous. Yeah, it had everything, and if if you remember. Uh, and I'm trying to remember the name of the character who said it. But during this, and I, listen, I, this movie seems totally ridiculous right now that a bunch of like high school students, w- we would be invaded by Russia, <laughs> dropping a guy, their so soldiers down. We were invaded down. by Russians at all. Yeah. yeah. I re- but I remember at the time seeing it and being freaked out. Oh, dude, I looked at disguise waiting for the red parachutes all the time after I watched <laughs> this show. I still do sometimes. And... <laughs> I forget the character in this movie. Maybe one of the jackals in the chat room can remind me, but the guy, the, the, the sort of the leader of the, the, the Wolverines, as they called themselves, named after their local football uh, in the high school, the football team. Was that, that was Patrick Swayze, wasn't it? I, I'm pretty sure it was Patrick Swayze. I'm 99% sure it was him. And at one point, one of the guys in, in there is having a mental breakdown. He starts crying. Because I think they're they're like one of their best buddies died, and Patrick Swayze's character, uh, he he starts talking. He starts losing it a little bit, and then he turns to the other kid who's crying, and he says, "Listen," he says, "Turn it into something else. You can't you can't be yeah you can't be on the battlefield here crying. Turn it into something else, right? So for me." Right. You know, inspired by Patrick Swayze, I guess. Uh, <laughs> you know, you, you, you basically look at this opportunity. You look at this as an opportunity to turn it into something else. You look at it as an opportunity to say, you know what? What can I do here that, that instead of feeling this anxiety, instead of feeling like I'm, I'm losing my mind or losing control or whatever, you know, and this is something I said back to, to Merlin on Back to Work, you, you know, a year ago is a lot of the time, I remember when I was sitting there working for this one company and I would get these emails from my boss and he, it would stress me out so bad. I was so miserable. I was so stressed all the time. And one day it hit me and I'll say, I don't think I've said this on the show before, but I I know we've talked about it a number of times on Back to Work, is that, you know, you're sitting there and you say, you know what? Like, I'm just a guy sitting in a room looking at a computer screen. Like, there's nothing really happening right now. Like there's nothing actually happening. Nothing has happened. I'm just sitting here looking at a computer screen and there's a a guy who wrote me an email in another room looking at his computer screen and nothing bad has actually happened. See, you know, I don't know if you know this or not, Mark, but we're not chased by bears very much anymore. Right. That's the the thing. Nobody is going to eat you. Yeah. Right. As Merlin has famously said, we're not going to be eaten right now, likely. 
So the fact that that we don't have predators, if if we're in an unhealthy mind state, we very easily get rattled by things that that should not rattle us. We get rattled or upset or go into that fear mode as a response because we live in a world that we just don't have that. I think it's probably good that we don't have that to some degree. You don't want to get scared like that. But we have an overly sensitized reaction, sometimes a fear or anxiety reaction to something that doesn't totally merit it. Now, I'm not saying that's what's going on with you, but I'm saying these feelings that you're having of angst, of teenage angst, you know, I, I think you can quiet this stuff down in your mind by taking a hard look at where you're actually sitting and what's going on and put it into some perspective. It sounds like you've got a nice job, you've got a wife, you've got a couple kids. Yeah. The problem, well, and I yeah, said this on I, the yeah. show last week, the problem is always you, man. The problem is yeah, always no, totally. you. So, I mean, what are you going to do about this? What do you want to do? You know, my... <laughs> For one thing, I got to. I've got to get off the. Uh, what, what was the title of the show two weeks ago? The four hours, four hours sleep day or whatever. <laughs> I mean, right. uh, I'm actually literally getting divorced. My, I got to actually go home and tell my parents tonight. Uh, I'm hustling. I'm teaching a class two nights a week and taking on freelance on top of it to try and pay down some debt. I'm, um, and it's all still fueled by that that notion that it might all be gone tomorrow. And, you know, I'm also uh, like atoning for the sins of my 20s. I spent a lot of time bouncing around the country in a van, playing in bands and stuff, and kind of, you know, had that wake-up moment in my late 20s. Like, oh, my God, you haven't really done anything for the last decade. You better hustle and get to work. So, uh, you know, that all of that is this monkey on my back that I'm going to try and shake. I'm going to stop taking the freelance. When the course is done, I'm not teaching another session the next semester. I think I got to back off on a lot of this and I'm hoping that'll help some of that, uh, just like you said, uh, nebulous anxiety dissipate. Well, first of all, here's something you can, you can think about. You went from, what kind of job do you have now? You don't have to tell me exactly what it is. It's some kind of startup thing. I'm a, I'm a web designer, like a designer and developer. Okay. So you went from a guy playing in bands, driving around in a van to a, a, a professional web designer type person. That's you yeah, had an so epiphany at, at one point, very persic of you, and you just uh-huh. you, you know, a Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, good book. Go read it. It'll 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 you'll connect with it right now if you read it. Go get that book okay. right after this. Like like fly out of your house and go buy it and get the paperback. Don't read it on Kindle. Because you're gonna want it. You're gonna need to take then, notes. No. You're gonna need to look up the word Chautauqua and you're gonna need to write in the the, the notes. You'll like this book. But, you know, here's the thing is that Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, Persic. Uh, This is the thing. And I'll put – Hattie, can we put that in the show notes? Mm -hmm. Thank you. Just – Yeah, just make a note and I'll put it in there. Uh, Great book. So here's the thing is you've done this before. You turned turned things around. You can do it again. You can do this again. All right. You see what I'm saying? You've done it before. You can do it again. You're you're at probably one of the big – low points in your life. Think, of, think about it. You can't, you, you can't go much lower. You know what I'm saying? I mean, aside from being, you know, jobless and homeless or something. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, and that, and it doesn't sound like you're going to be, uh, you're going to be doing that. <laughs> no, I have no plans. You know, I I forget right, the. Right, but uh, you're, you're saying you're you're saying you know you're in a low spot, so yeah. take a look up instead of yeah, uh, take a look uh, up know, exactly. And and if you think about it, um, it's. It's just one of those tough situations where, you know, you said it before, the only way out is through. But think about this, is that, you know, you're, when you're at the bottom, the only way you can go is, is up. And you've done it before. You've got a history of turning things around for yourself. Think about it like that. You've, got it, you've, you've already done that. I'm not saying it was where you are now, but you've already been in a situation where you said, this isn't where I want to be. And you turned it around. You could do it again. Yeah, that's true. Well, so go do right. it. <laughs> you got it. All right, and, yeah, go, and good luck. Lot, it's, man. It's, I appreciate the, huh? I was going to say a bummer about about your uh, your marriage. Is that too late to fix that? I mean, I'm not a marriage. You know, we've actually been working on it for a few years, and we finally just decided to pull the plug. It's oh. uh, the timing's really awful, but. Uh, yeah. Well, that's a bummer, yeah. man. I, I wish I could uh, say something good about that, but I know that's that's got to that's got to be tough. But don't you know? Well, you know, I'm focus looking on at where it you're the going. Same way, you know, this, it's a low point, and I'm uh, looking up out of it. All right, man. Well, call call me back in two weeks. Let me know what what goes on with you. Weigh the future. Call you back in two weeks. Yes, yeah, sure. Is that what you said? I, sorry, yes, I that's you. what I want you to do. Okay. Go you read that it, book yeah. too. Read the book. It's in the show notes. No, right. I'm definitely going to dig into that book. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank okay. you, Dan. Good luck. Bye. Wow. I get it, though. I get what he's talking about. What do, what like, do you think it, of that? Exactly. That, that low place. I mean, I'm not, I've not ever struggled with marriage or kids. Right. But I think that's a very real thing. That dark place. That anxiety you know, bruise. Yeah. And it just looks, it just feels dark, you know, when like one thing you, goes wrong, yeah. you know, and he's yeah. got a lot going on and yeah. he's got a lot going wrong. Yeah. He's got a lot happening in his life. These people, the 18 year old kids that call up. Should I finish school? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And then you got this poor guy. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, you know, it's all relative, <laughs> yeah. but that's why I, you know, want to kick those 18 year old kids in the ass. Like, yeah, finish school, man. <laughs> Because when you're 43, you're going to need that degree for something. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds silly. All right, listen, we got a, a lot more calls. I'm going to just do the sponsor now, honey. Yeah. Well, you do the sponsor. I need to take a drink of water. Really? You're good at this. Okay. It's Squarespace. It's everything you need to make an amazing website. Squarespace is a fully hosted, completely managed environment for creating and maintaining a beautiful website, blog, or portfolio. This means that no matter how experienced you are with building websites, you can build something amazing in minutes. And you don't have to worry about hosting, scaling, or integration. They've got beautiful, clean templates. Everything in the platform is drag and drop, and everything is integrated. It's never been easier to start selling online, either. Squarespace Commerce lets you add a fully integrated store to your website and instantly start accepting payments. You can easily add a store to any Squarespace website and start selling physical and digital goods immediately. Managing your inventory, processing customer orders, printing packing slips, and customizing emails has never been easier, and it's all in one intuitive interface. You don't have to worry what your site will look like on a mobile device either. Everything is completely responsive. Your entire site design will restructure automatically. 
Uh, there are even iOS and Android apps that let you manage and post on the go. You can even import your content from your current blog and easily set up sharing and syncing with your social media accounts. So if you sign up for a year of Squarespace, you get a free custom domain name. Squarespace is $10 a month for the standard plan and $20 a month for the unlimited plan. If you sign up for a year, you automatically get 20% off. And if you sign up for two years, you get 25% off. If you want to pay month to month, you can easily link your custom domain with just a few clicks. There's no credit card required to try it out. So go to squarespace.com slash quit. Has to be that URL. Has to be. Has to be. Support the show. Squarespace.com slash quit and start your trial. And if you decide to purchase... Just enter the offer code STOOGE4, S-T-O-O-G-E, for, for an additional 10% off. So go check out Squarespace, everything you need to make an amazing website. Commerce thing they have going on is it's so amazing. Cool. You want to start selling something, you want to sell a t-shirt, you want to sell digitals, downloads, it doesn't matter. God, I wish they had had this thing a few years ago. I know. It's about, you know, it's about the best thing they've done yet. I mean, they just keep making the platform better. You have something to sell. You don't have something to sell you think you might. No big deal. Speaking of something to sell, Danielle. Yeah. Talk to me about this Etsy thing. Etsy. Oh, yeah. Etsy. Etsy's Remember wonderful. Remember we had a call last yeah. uh, week. Yeah. A guy, his wife, make quilts. Yeah. Sell them on Etsy. And she, he's not sure she can make a living. And I said, I don't think she can make a living. But you're here to say, wait a second. I, I'm, I'm here to provide the counterpoint. Okay. Um, Etsy is, Etsy is a wonderful site. Um, they should be a sponsor. I think that, that they, yeah, I know some of the people over there. Shame on them. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, but they are, they're fantastic. Um, I'm not sure where that, um, caller originated from or what city they were in. And I, I feel like success on Etsy, success in a, in a craft industry is very dependent upon, um, having a craft community local to you. Um, so there are plenty of Austin crafters, artisans, uh, some of my first personal friends who have great success selling on Etsy. When you say great success, yes, what does that mean? They support their families. They support their families. Strictly through making, selling. Wow. Um, Etsy, uh, they also do, um, here in Austin, we have some really nice local craft, like fairs. People sell out on South Congress. Isn't there a maker fair or something that comes there's, this year? There's or? quite a few. There's quite I'm a few. I'm trying to think Just, of the name of the one I'm thinking of. It's like the big one that everybody comes there's, to. There's Renegade. Renegade I think that may be the one is, I'm thinking of. It's a really big one and, and you can apply to be part of that. And that's great. Um, it sounded like the callers, um, wife was also in, in business plan writing and that's, I think that that's a big part of it. You really have to study your market. It's just like any business. You have to study your market. Um, you you need to write a business plan. You need to be really smart about it. You can't just go into your studio and create a million things and put silly photos up and expect to be an Etsy millionaire. That's not realistic. So, just but you can do it as a living. You can. You you just you have to play it exactly, and it's, it's scalable. You can you can expand. You can. Um, hire people to help you make handmade mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. There, there are ways to do this, um, but community and being smart about it are necessary. Good advice. Yes, thank you. So you were doing retail. I was doing retail. Yes, uh, actually, it was a very nice local Austin. You don't business. say who it is, but there was a nice, nice little store. Very friendly, family-owned um, clientele, mostly friendly as well. Um, kind of rewarding work even at times for retail. Mm-hmm. Um, but I realized a couple months in that just 
not the direction I want to go with my life. Was it your first retail job? You're in your 20s. Oh, I am. I am. I'm, I'm, and you have a college degree. Yes. And you were doing retail because you had recently relocated to Austin. To Austin, Texas. I have my degree um, in, in kind of a more general kind of fine art mm-hmm. area. Mm-hmm. Um, my boyfriend is a graphic designer, so we moved down here for that. And um, I just assumed I could sustain myself on retail, that somehow that would make me happy or that um, just because that's all I'd really ever known. I had a lot of retail jobs, actually, high school, um, not a lot in college, but high school. Um, and, you know, that's that's all my parents ever taught me was to find a job, you know, that that's an easy way to find a job. That's how you should make money and that's how you should live your life. You just you live to work and that's what you do. My parents are both educators, so that's what they do. Um very different work than retail, but they worked retail for a long time before they became educators. So I think, I think there's, a, it's easy to kind of get stuck in that rut. And that's sort of what I developed anxiety of. Like mm. I was afraid of being stuck in the retail rut because I, right. I knew people, people work their whole lives in retail yeah, and that's fine for them. We need people like that. But if it's not your passion, then you're not gonna be very good at yeah, it. I mean, there's people who absolutely love that. Right. And there's people who who do that because it's the thing that they want to do. It's the thing that whether they have a degree or not, it doesn't matter. It's like this right. is this is something that they like to do, so right. they get to do it. Exactly. But I, I felt I felt the pull for more, so I started looking into coding. There's some wonderful um, sites out there that can teach you how to code, and you know, just you'll learn it here too. I think that's what I'm. That's, that's what I'm here for. That's what I'm excited about. Well, I'm glad to have you here. Okay, so I, I got to do more of these calls. Oh, we got someone from Toronto. Sean. Hello. Hi, Sean. Hi. How are you? I'm doing good. You're calling from Toronto. Yes, I am. Welcome to the show. How old are you? I'm 23. Okay, 23. You're a computer science student, and you got suspended. I was. Yes. So last this was. Uh... Um, um, 2011, sorry, 2012 summer is, uh, 2011 summer to 2012 summer was when I was suspended and I came back, uh, fall last year and I just finished my current year. Okay. Um, I, I came back really well. I, I did well on all my subjects, but, um, I only have a year left. So no matter what I try, I can't get my GPA back up to something that would be acceptable or respectable per se. Okay, um, hang, hang on, hang on. So I'm doing an internship uh, starting this May for about a year. Okay. So that was my first uh, step in order to get myself a little, um, you know, get some experience outside of school, try to offset the uh, GPA. But I don't know what else I can do to uh, have myself be in a better position once I graduate. Were you suspended because of bad academics or was there another reason? No, just bad, bad academics. Okay. So you you were suspended. Your grades went down so much that they said, "Take a break. They, you come back yeah. and try it again." Yes. And now, since you came back, have you been getting good grades? Yes. Uh, so I was. Um, I got a, about a three point eight GPA. So it was it was good. It was all A's. And and the, the issue was that I was uh, I was trying to dabble too much. I had some money problems where I was working about forty hours a week and then trying to do the school at the same time. Wow. Just so I could finish early, and that just backfired. No doubt it backfired. Okay, so you 
And and because of the bad grades that you got in the semesters prior, when they combine, although you got a three point eight in your latest semester, when they combine that with the previous semesters, it's not very good. It's like a two point one or something, right? It's even lower, even lower. <laughs> right now, at least. Yeah. Can you? I mean, I'm sorry if these are stupid questions. Can you repeat those classes and get, or the ones you did the worst in? Can you repeat them and then the grade replaces them? Isn't that a thing? Hattie, isn't that a thing? Are, but it, Depends I, on the school. Yeah. Yeah, at, at my school, there it, it isn't an option. There are some other schools in the area that do that, so I, I did give that a shot. But no, it, it, they won't replace grades on the mic sheet. Okay, so your your GPA is that is a is a one point eight even enough to graduate? Well, I still have another year, year maybe year three semester, so I'll, I'll, I have enough to graduate. Um, but again, if, if if I continue doing this the way I am, it won't be more than like a two point two at, at the at the highest. Point. All right, so best case scenario, you graduate with a with a two point two, and then you're going to be job yeah. seeking, and you're going to have a computer science degree from. Is it a? You don't have to tell me what school it is, and I wouldn't know it in Toronto anyway. But it's is it a good school. It's a good school. It, it ranks top 10 in the, in, the, in the world kind of thing. Yeah. Okay, great. Okay, so you're going to walk away from one of the top 10 schools in the world for computer science with a computer science degree and a 2.2 GPA. Yeah. I never, nobody ever asked me what my GPA was ever. My mom always says that. She's like, they're going to look at your diploma and look that you completed school and that's good enough for them, employers. Right. I don't, I don't think that this is a, a big deal. I mean, you, I heard you say that you're going to be doing an internship. Yes. Have you already started doing it? Uh, it's it starts next month. Okay. Uh, it, how how many hours a week is it going to be? Oh, it'll be a full time internship for uh, for a year. Oh, okay. So you're doing this in wait instead of school. Yeah, so the, it's 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 through the school. It's like an internal way that they try to get you some real work experience before you graduate. Okay. So you're going to yeah. go and do that for a year, and then you're going to go back to school after a year of working full time. You're then going to go back to school yeah. and have another year of school. Yes. Yeah. Is that typical in? I'm um, serious question. I don't. I don't know. Is this typical in in Canada? Is this a normal thing? Um. It it is it is not it, it's not typical, but it's also not um, it's not unusual. Um, a lot of um, students, especially in the technical fields, will go through like a year, maybe a little more, a little less, of some work experience just to set yourself apart. And this is done through the school, so it's something that the school endorses. The school helps you find a job. I mean, it sounds great. Like I w- I wish every school did this because working in the workforce, going getting a real job, nothing will open your eyes to the real world faster than going to work in an actual job. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. So I think this is great. I, I wish every college would do something like this. My only concern is, are you going to be able to go and refocus on school after a year out in the workforce working? You, you've got, have you got it in you? Um, yeah. I mean, um, the year off, I, I think I should have taken in the first place and I, and I just didn't. That really helped me. I, it, it reassured me for what I did. I, I made a couple apps, submitted them to the app store. They didn't do well, but it was it was the push that counted and it, it really got me back interested in the subject. So yeah. I think that played a big part in doing well. So I think having more experience, getting more um, actually, actually seeing what, what working in a software development firm is like will, yeah, will give me a better 
outlook and, and hopefully motivates me further as well. I think so. I mean, I think you're on the right track. I mean, I, I'm glad you called, but I think you're doing everything right. And I don't think that it's going to make a, a difference at all that if I was looking to hire somebody with a, with a computer science degree and they showed up and they said, yeah, I've got a computer science degree. Look, I graduated with a computer science degree from one of the top 10 universities in the world with this. And by the way, I also did a year internship at this other company that you probably heard of. And I did these iOS apps. I'd be like, wow, you sound great, man. When can you start? I mean, and, and you sound like a sincere, honest person. You sound like uh, you're motivated. You're, you're doing the right thing, man. I mean, I, I don't think you need anything from me. You're doing it. Keep doing it. Perfect. Thank you. All right. Good luck. Thanks. That was a, that was a straightforward one. I mean, think the guy's on the right track. Yeah, it's nice. See, in my school, you could repeat the class, and then you would. Basically. I mean, you would have to pay for it. You'd have right. to take the class again. What if you got a lower grade? Would it then still replace? No. You'd you have would... to make a higher grade in order to replace it. Yeah, because otherwise you would keep the lower one. Okay. But you people only really did that if they got like if they failed it. Yeah. You failed a lot of stuff in college, didn't you? Never, ever failed a class in my whole life. <laughs> only gotten one kind of F. Grandstanding. Only got one F in my whole life on anything. They call, I think in this case they would call that showboating. <laughs> oh, I forgot I took math classes. <laughs> yeah, there were there were a couple Fs on there. Oh, you there. did? Oh, and yeah. the, you got an F for the whole year? No, no, never for the whole year, but certain quizzes. Oh, quizzes. Different. Pop quizzes quiz. And, quizzes and tests. If I was a teacher, I'd I get in the end. pop quizzes like crazy. Yeah, because you're terrible. I would give a lecture, <laughs> and then the class would have 10 minutes left. That's it. Pop quiz right now. <laughs> and I'd do it, especially if I was the uh, um, hour right before lunch. <laughs> oh no my one's going gosh. to lunch until you finish this. No one's going to lunch. Why would you want to be bell, the teacher I, everyone know, hated? I'd be like, the bell doesn't mean a thing. Class ends when I, I had say teachers it ends. Like that. <laughs> class ends when I say it ends. Some days I'd let them leave after 10 minutes. Like, guys, everyone passed the quiz. You don't have to come tomorrow. You all you're get an answer the day tomorrow. But if I say you're going to take a quiz It'd in the last be a love-hate relationship. You're going to take a quiz <laughs> in the last 10 minutes. No one would ever. And then the next semester, no pop quizzes at all. And that <laughs> would kill because there would be this rumor, oh, well, Mr. You know, Mr. Benjamin uh, gives, these, uh, gives these pop quizzes. And then the next one, no, I never had a pop quiz. No one would know what was going on. Keep them on their toes. That's what college is supposed to be about. <laughs> All right, hang on. Wow. Got Chris in D.C. We got Ray in Georgia. Brandy in San Diego. And Josh in Ohio. I think I know who Josh is. Hang on, Josh. Josh, Ohio. Hey, what's up? Where are you, where are you now? You shut going in, in through your garage or something? Yes. Creaky door. It's always a garage door that squeaks. Yeah, I know. What, what's up? What's it like out there in Ohio? Cold? Miserable? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. It's sunny, but it's cold and miserable. <laughs> so uh, I read your email and I told you to call. Is that true? Yeah, that's right. Um, I was thinking about, I've, I've been wanting to go freelance for quite a while as a web developer. And last May I was diagnosed with cancer. Oh, man. So... Yeah. But after hearing your advice that you gave last week, I kind of felt dumb for asking the questions. Like, it makes sense not to do it right now. But I was just wondering if there's any more information I could give you or anything. 
Okay, so bring me up, bring me up to speed, and I, I may have read your email, but I'm sure there are a lot of people in the audience who are wondering what's going on. Can you give me a quick summary of of your story and let the audience hear what's going on with you? Yeah, um, I was diagnosed diagnosed with uh, colon cancer last May, and since then I've gone through um, chemotherapy, radiation, uh, surgery to have the tumor removed, and now I'm going through some more. Um, chemotherapy. Yeah, we read, and, I, be done. and I read your email on the air. So for people who want to hear more about this, you can call in. I mean, you can uh, listen to last week's episode. What a situation you've yeah. got, man. What a situation. I mean, how you, you got, you've got the kind of courage that I think everybody in this audience should, uh, should pay attention to. Cause look at the, ob- look at the obstacles that you're facing and you're, you're still going. <laughs> Yeah, it's it like it's not a, not a big but, thing to you. Not a big thing. You beat you're beating cancer. Not a big deal. NBD. I think it's a big well, I deal. Guess so it, it's yeah. Well, tell tell me about it. How do you feel? What's going on, man? What is it? You know, you get un, unbottle things once in a while. What's going on? Well, I'm feeling pretty good now. Yeah. Um, like I said, the the treatments and everything are almost over. And I'm mostly I'm tired, but that's about it. So it's not the best time to come home from work and then stay up for another four hours and try to work on some side work. Yeah. Um, so I'm definitely going to take your advice and just kind of recharge for a while. And you have to. I mean, think about what you've it. been through. I know you're trying to downplay it and being, you know, being like a tough guy, but you've been through. <laughs> you've been through a lot, man. A whole lot. Yeah. Yep. You got it. You got a family that supports yeah. you, right? And insurance-wise, um, I have a relative who's an insurance agent, and we checked with him, and he said at this point, I'm pretty much uninsurable. He said nobody is going to insure me right now because of the pre-existing condition. Right. So yeah. After you the don't... first of the year, that that will change somewhat. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. But... Well, that's what we're told. Yeah. Yeah, I would stay put, yeah, man. So think- stay put and just relax. You owe it to yeah. yourself to relax. Recharge your batteries. Relax. You know, you've been given a second chance your whole life. Take stock of everything, yeah. you know, sit back. Right? Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're definitely Chill right. out. Put your feet up. Yeah. Yeah. You earned it. Yeah. Uh, what'd you do today? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I went to the grocery store. What'd you do? Oh, I beat cancer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's kind of a big thing. Right. If anyone deserves some time off, I think you do. You know, and, and, and in theory, it sounds like you do have the rest of your life to start something. I'm not telling you not to do it, but I'm saying you've got plenty of time now. You've got time. Right. Like, be with your right. family, be with your kids, and, uh, you know, get into it. Be a, mm-hmm. you know, be there for that. Mm-hmm. People need to go back and listen to last week's episode. That's it. I mean, this to episode 18, because I read your email on there. People in the chat room were very emotional. I've got I've to tell you this. People were very emotional about that, about that email. Huh. You're, you're like a, an inspiration to people. Do you know that? Yeah, that's cool. I, and, I MBD, right? MBD. We, Everything's MBD with you. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. But you know what? Nothing wrong email, with that. You, 
<laughs> no, I'm sorry. I said nothing wrong with that, man. You don't need that yeah. stress. You got other things. You got more important things to do. Well, thanks for the call. I'm glad to hear that you're, you know, feeling optimistic about things. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And yeah, thanks for taking my call. Thanks for reading the email. Last week, I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thanks for the call back. All right. All right. Take care of yourself. Yeah, you too. Good luck. And BD with that guy. It's so inspiring. He's like, eh, yeah, not a big thing. Nah, nah, yeah. Don't worry about it. Ah, I got beat cancer. Like, no, nah, it's not a big thing. Yeah. Well, and anything he starts, you know, he has that great backstory of, oh, I beat cancer. Right. And then I started this great thing. That's right. You know, NBD. NBD. Man, these people have been on hold for an hour. All right. I got to get, I got to three more, three more calls. Then we're going to be done. What are you guys looking at? What's happening? What is this that's going on over here? What are you guys doing? We're just looking at time. We're just looking at time. The time is, is 67 minutes or something. Yeah. Epic show. Is this long? I don't know. Is it? Physics. Ray, talk to me about physics, Ray. Hey, how's it going, man? Good. What, um, what, physics. Man, what what did you get a degree in, in physics for 10 years ago? <laughs> well, um... At the time, I was actually looking to go into engineering. Um, it was one of those programs um, where I had the opportunity to get like two degrees, but kind of like halfway through the whole program, I just, um, you know, decided that I didn't want to go into engineering, but I was so far into my physics um, studies that I just decided to um, to just go through and, and finish up. And I was young and naive, and, you know, I um, I thought, well, you know, I'll get out of school and somebody will hire me. And, you know, just, you know, there was pretty much no option except, you know, at the time, you know, well, I, doors were closing. I mean, the only thing I really had an opportunity to do was to go into graduate studies or, you know, teach. And I didn't want to, you know, I, did, I just didn't feel that I was cut out for teaching so, um, you know, just spent um, some time. Finally, I landed a, a full-time job um, doing some counseling work at a school and um, did that for some time, and I hated it, you know, just hated sitting behind the desk, and I was so ready to do something else. I finally landed um, a contract or a subcontracting position with a cable company um, just doing installation, and I've been stuck doing that for the past five years and I'm just, you know, it's just really getting to me now. I feel like I'm just losing my drive and my motivation, and um, I'm trying to branch into, you know, doing some IT networking stuff. But, um, you know, it just in spite of the fact that I've gotten some certification, just really have, have not been able to get my foot in the door. So, All right, let me, let me get this straight. Let me get this know, straight. Right, uh, right. Ten years ago, you got a degree in physics. The hardest, yes, most, the hardest subject known to humankind, physics. <laughs> One of the few classes in my life that I failed and could just simply not get. I mean, like, I get the concepts when, you know, I watch one of those shows on Discovery, right? The concepts sound cool. Right. And then, they, then they show you the math. I'm like, oh, <laughs> not for me. You did that. You have a degree in that. You didn't, you didn't realize yeah. at the time that if you get a degree in physics, you're either going to be like, in a lab or teaching or both. Right. But you loved it. 
Yeah, I enjoyed it. Okay, so you go, and then what did you do for the five years after you got your degree before you went into doing, so you'd install cable now, is that right? Yes, sir. Okay, so what did you do in the five years between getting your physics degree and starting to cable installation, becoming a cable guy? Well, at the time, you know, a lot of things was happening, you know, I was married, so, um, like I said, I mean, I, I had a job that I was just, I was, I, I took the first job that, um, that hired me, you know, the first employee that hired me. And it was actually just, you know, something I thought that I'll be doing just, you know, for about a year or two until something else opened up. And it was, you know, it was a counseling position at a school, you know, just something totally unrelated. And, um, I did that for about four or five years. Okay. So you, you did that and then you went to cable installation and now it's been 10 years since you got your physics. Glad to hear that. 10 years. Say that again. I said, it's now been 10 years since you got your physics been, degree. Yes. You're right. And I've, I've actually, I mean, I went back, um, I did, did about a year's worth of um, computer science. I actually started a graduate program probably about four years ago when I, I started to look into, you know, going into um, computer science. Um, and what happened with that, the university that I was attending actually changed the program of study, and they actually did away with the program and went to strictly online. Um, and because I didn't have a... CS background, I just didn't feel that that was the route for me to take. I wanted a more hands-on approach where I can be in the classroom, you know, and, you know, when that kind of went away, it, you know, kind of left me hanging. So I started to take the certification route and that's what I've been doing for the past two years um, is just working and, you know, getting, earning some, some IT certifications, but, you know, still not able to And I think he dropped off. All right. So listen, we lost him, but you know what? I'm going to, I already know what I'm going to say to him. Sorry. We lost you there. Here's the thing. I think it's going to be tough for him to go back. Hopefully he'll keep listening. I think it's going to be tough for him to go back and get a job in physics 10 years later. He's been gone. I don't know how fast the physics industry changes. But I think it changes a lot these days in 10 years. And you can't just walk into a physics job. When was the last time? Well, I got my degree 10 years ago. Okay, great. What have you done over the last 10 years? Well, not physics. If, if your answer is anything but physics or a closely related discipline, I think, I think you're kind of SOL there. I think the direction that he's going in, getting certifications, trying to work in, in computer science go, or, or computers in general, if you can, if you can get a degree in physics – You've got to be, you've got to be, at least academically, you've got to be pretty smart. So I think that it, it's in his best interest to keep doing, to keep on that track, keep going along those lines. I think it's going to be tough to get back into physics. You might have to take a refresher course or something, but. Well, community college. Community co well, for a physics degree. I don't know. Refresher course. Something. Summertime. But yeah, I think I think he's on the right track. All right, I'm going to take two more calls because I have to because these people have been waiting. I, I I can't not take their calls. Brandy, 
Hey, Dan Benjamin. How you doing? How are you doing, Brandy? Brandy, is that a guy's name? Hey, it's Brady. Brady, okay. That's better. How's it going? Everything's going good. You know, the people, they type stuff in. I read it wrong. It just happens. Uh, all right, don't worry about it. All right, Brady. Hey, so uh, I want to call and say thank you for one decision and kind of ask your advice about another one. Okay. So I am uh, I'm an auditor. I'm a CPA. Oh, nice. Crazy corporate job. Yeah. Like, a very good job, right? As close to job security as you can get. Um, and I work at this firm, and I kind of got side. You know, there's a lot of the reason you take a job like this is to get to know a lot of companies for when you one day leave and go into industry somewhere. Um, and my firm, I just have gotten to the point where we have one really large client, and I got stuck with them. And uh, I got really down on it. And I started thinking I was going to leave and go into industry early. Um, and go off and, and not be in public accounting anymore. Started listening to you guys, Merlin on Back to Work, and you guys kind of set my head straight that, you know, this really is a really good job, and uh, I should see it through to a manager, which is a promotion that's coming up for me in a year. Um, so I wanted to thank you guys for that. Um, you know, it gets kind of crazy, like 80, 85 hours a week this time of year until, you know, April 15th. So, um but yeah, really good job. But the question I had for you was last year I uh, had a job offer in hand that I went to my boss and I was asking him if I should, you know, I, I was giving him my notice and he uh, offered to move me off of this big job onto a bunch of smaller jobs so I could get more diverse work experience and, and get to know other companies in this one big company I've been working for for the last three years. Mm -hmm. And uh, that promise at the very last minute, uh, right before business season started, I got word handed down to me that they were not going to be able to make that happen. They just didn't get the new work. There wasn't enough work to go around. And uh, my question to you, I guess, is, you know, at what point do you consider leaving because you don't want to become the person that gets walked all over around the office versus sticking around with people that have treated you well except for what I would consider to be this one really big deal, uh, you know, promise they broke? Hmm. Well, I think what it comes down to is how would you feel about either of those things? How would you feel if you stuck around about yourself? How would you feel? Well, I mean, the job is the job is a, a good job and I enjoy everybody I work with. But um, I don't know, you know, if I do get this promotion coming up, which is what I'm really working towards. That's the finish line. Um, I don't want to be the one person there who was, you know, walked all over. Um and kind of rolled over when um, they didn't, you know, when management didn't come through. I don't want to be the softy, I guess. Is that is that in your own mind you don't want to be that or in the perception of your peers or both? I guess it's mostly a, you know, if nobody, if I don't start looking, if I don't look out for myself first, nobody else is going to do it. Like nobody's going to do that for me. Yeah, I mean, you do have to do for yourself. That's a big deal. You've got to. Yeah. And it's a matter of pride so sort of for you. It's a matter of pride for you. Changing careers and changing where you work. And, and changing where you work isn't that big of a deal. But I just am curious, you know, workplace politics, what you think about that. It's a, you know, pretty big deal in, in a career like mine um, to, you know, kind of be deceived and then have the towel pulled out for money at the last minute. Yeah, I mean, it sucks. Yeah. This is a, this is a tough one for me because this is one of those things that it's a matter of almost a matter of pride for you. It's a matter of how do you feel? How would you feel if you stayed, if you stuck around, if you endured this yourself? 
And it, 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 I mean, could you walk away from this and go to another place or start your own thing or do something that, that you feel you could, uh, you could transition over to without, you know, Mm -hmm. uncertainty or a big financial hit or whatever. Yeah. I could see myself doing either one, but my fear is sort of sticking around and sort of like, um, becoming, just becoming too complacent with the fact that I got walked, you know, got walked all over. It's sort of like in, in a job like this or any really high pressure job, getting really okay with the hours that you put in, put in. getting really okay with putting in 80, 85 hours a, a week. And then five years down the line, realizing I really hate this. And I never, I never acted yeah. until it was too late. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you know what you want to do. It sounds to me like you know what you want to do. Yeah. You just calling to hear me tell you to do it? <laughs> no, I uh, I don't know. I figured you and, and you know, the few other callers had probably been through something similar. So Yeah, I mean, I um, think, I, you know, to it's tough. It's tough because when you, uh, Brady, because when you sit there and you look at your situation and you say, you know, there's nothing that actually makes me unhappy about the place that I'm at. There's nothing that's actually actively making me not like what I'm doing really or where I am. It's just that politically I got passed over or I was told something that wasn't true or, you know, and the situations are going to vary. But you're in a situation where you feel that like you've got to, you, you, you can't save face, you know? Um, yeah. That sucks. And there's very, very little that you can really do about that. There's very few ways that you can just sort of turn that around. Yeah. Except maybe by leaving. I don't know. Sorry, say that again? I said, I don't know. I'm 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 not sure if there's a way for you to turn that around. All right. I don't know. I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> um yeah, I, I think it's um I, I would agree. I think it's sort of a pride thing, but I think um, It's all about your pride. And know, that, that's what it comes down to. It's all about your pride. Can you live with well, it? Can you live with about, it, Brady? You know, yeah, I could live with it, but I could also live with staying in a job for where I work 85 hours a week for, you know, the next 10 years of my life. And I don't I definitely know I don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, I, I fear getting complacent, I guess, and getting, becoming okay with these minor slights. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. This is a puzzle. It is. Yeah. Well, you're going to call me back once you figure out what to do. I don't know what to tell you, man. That's uh, all right. Thanks for the show, Dan. All right, man. Thanks. Yep. I don't know what to tell him. That's a weird one. Mm-hmm. You get it? You got to do what you feel is right. You got to be able to look back at your decisions in 10 years or 20 years or 30 years and feel good about it. You can't let pride get in the way of something good, though. It's a tough one. All right. Final call, Hattie. Final one. That's it. That's all I'm letting you All right. Do. That's it. Danielle? That's it. Keep him on time, on task, you know? Stare him down. <laughs> Hello, Chris. Dan. Hi, Chris. You're in where? Hey, how you doing? You're in DC. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Uh, just want to. I'll try to make this quick. I know your your show's running a little long. Yeah. Um, I love the show. I uh, love the network. Um, love the sponsors. I'm a Squarespace customer, a Hover customer, Linda Tonks, and uh, Frank and Oak. So. Well, you're like the post. Yay! You're like the post for five by five, Chris. What's that? I said, I don't know what's going on with the lines today. Yeah, Hattie. they're off. Like, you got to go in there and go in there and check the lines. See if they're running. I'll go check them. Chris, I just said uh, you're like a poster child for 5 by 5 
Oh, oh, thanks. Um, and I, I'm going to need a second job soon to uh, support all my sponsor habits because huh. they're running me dry with uh, money. But um, I'll, I'll try to make this quick. Um, you know, I'm a corporate stooge. I can uh, sit here and complain and tell you that whole story. But uh, after listening to the show for a few weeks, uh, something you said a while ago really hit home where, uh, you know, basically you said, you know, if you're going to this job every day and you're coming home, what are you doing afterwards, you know, from 7 to 11 at night and on weekends? So uh, back in January, I started teaching myself Ruby. Um, I did recently join, you know, some uh, Ruby groups. I haven't had a chance to go to any meetings or anything yet. Um, so I'm doing that, and I just wanted to know if there's, you know, if you had any other input, is there anything else I should be doing or looking at um, while well, I'm kind of, you know, uh, learning Ruby and, and Rails at the same time. I, uh, you know, I'm familiar with HTML already. I dabbled with that, uh, you know, in college and, you know, still do a, a little bit, uh, not so much, uh, you know, thanks to Squarespace to make it so easy. Right. But um, just wanted to get your input and see what you thought. Yeah, I mean, I think you're absolutely doing the right thing. This is this is a great track for you, it sounds like. And, you know, what you can do as somebody who wants to learn about this and as, as somebody who really wants to focus on this and make it make it your career, the more involved you can be, the better. All of your spare time, everything that you can possibly devote to it as long as you enjoy it, it's a great way to find out if you do enjoy it. If you can throw yourself into something, if you can totally throw yourself into something like this, you're going to know pretty quickly if it's something you like. Uh, throw yourself into it. See if it's something that, you know, go and get involved in the community. Go to the local meetups. There's usually, I don't know about, you know, D.C., what D.C. has, but that's a pretty big town. And I would think that they probably have at least one, if not more, Ruby and Rails type groups that you can go to. There might be dribble meetups, which is related enough. You know, go to those things, get involved, meet the community. I know so many people that find jobs, whether they're freelance jobs or full-time jobs, just by learning it and going to that and talking to those folks. And those folks are the people who will be able to point you in the right direction. If you have a company there that's doing a presentation, they're going to say, oh, we're going to be there talking about X, Y, Z. Go to that presentation and they might say at the end of it, oh, by the way, we're hiring. Or you might meet somebody there and you can say, hey, guys, like I'm looking for a job. And I guarantee you one of the 15, 20, 30 people in the room are going to say, well, we're hiring. Or I, I know a guy who's doing a freelance project. He's looking for a Rails developer and he doesn't care if he's brand new. And it's the more involved you can be, the better. Contribute to open source projects. Start your own open source project. Okay. Get involved and, and, and uh, be involved. That's That's the way to do it. One thing for the listeners, too, I mean, I don't know. Um, I started back in January, and there's – I just – I found this guide online. If you go to uh, AstonJ.com, he just has like – it's like a 15- or 16-point guide um, to learning, you know, Ruby and Rails if you're thinking about diving in. Um, and just, you know, starts off with the Linda videos and then, uh, you know, mentions some books to read, you know, in what order and everything. And uh, I've been following that, and it seems, uh, you know, it'd be very helpful. The post on his website's about a year and a half old, but, um, you know, it, it seems very helpful. I don't know if you want to add in the show notes or if anyone's listening. Um, it's easy enough to find. What's the URL again? Uh, it's Aston, A-S-T-O-N, uh, J.com. And I believe he has a link, like, right in the header to the post. It says, uh, like, best way to learn uh, Ruby and Rails. Yeah, I'll throw that in the uh, in the show notes for you. No problem. 
Yeah, but it's, yeah, it's a, it's a solid outline. And um, one other thing, I'm uh, I'm the guy that made MarcoRumors.com. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, three or four months ago, just as a joke. So uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. Pretty cool, man. Well, I appreciate the call and good luck to you. No problem. Uh, thanks for everything you do, and uh, have a good evening. Take care of yourself. All right. Nice guy. Super nice. All right, so that's it. So if you want, you can send an email. I do read them all. I think I'm going to do another one of those email shows pretty soon. 5by5.tv slash contact. You pick quit from the list, and I will get those emails. We will. I read all of them. I answer many of them, uh, and uh, I read a handful of them on these shows, so I appreciate that. Go check out our sponsor, squarespace.com slash quit, right? Mm-hmm. and support the show that way and uh you know i appreciate it thanks everybody for listening danielle thank you thank you for being here welcome thank you for having me wonderful conclusion to your first week was it all right first good week it was it was I mean, amazing. you're not going to tell me if it wasn't it was everything <laughs> i would dream to be nice and more and you got to go to ikea i did and you had salt lake for the, the first, first time for today. today it was amazing mm-hmm. yeah all the dreams are coming true there you go <laughs> Well, thanks, everybody, uh, for listening. I do appreciate it. We will be back next week at 5 p.m. Eastern time right here at 5by5.tv slash live. I would love to get your calls. If you have anything on your mind, love to talk to you about it. Thanks uh, very much for tuning in. We'll be back next week. See you then.